Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street, USA. On this episode, we're dishing on all things California Grill. We're talking the recent change to the prefix menu in celebration of Disney World's 50th anniversary. So we'll talk you through the new menu, what we loved and what we wouldn't order again, and tips on how to enjoy California Grill without a reservation and without the prefix meal. I'm Colin, I'm joined by my wife, Bella, and we are at the Millennials on Main Street, and we are joined again by Bethany Vinton. Hello. 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 <laughs> We're rolling. It's going. We're going. Another We're episode going. talking about California Grill. I know. All right. So be- before things get depressing, let's talk about what we're drinking. <laughs> Bethany, will, what are you drinking? I will say the highlight of this California Grill episode is the fact that they have some of the best cocktails in Disney. So you can't Nailed go wrong it. with it. No, I'm drinking can't. the Blackberry Sour. It is citron vodka, lemonade, uh, blackberries. And I added a little extra lemon juice to give it that extra sour kick. But oh, nice. she's pretty. And I garnished mine this week to keep with the theming that Colin was really killing Bella's mocktail garnish game and I had to step up mine. It is beautiful. That's There's three. Three blackberries there. Perch so lovely on the side of my drink. (laughs) 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 But this is one of our favorites. Me and Bella, we both love this drink. And you are drinking a version of it as well. I am. I'm drinking the mocktail. So I'm pretty much drinking the same thing without the vodka. Without the fun. So it's a little sad, but it's still delicious. (laughs) It is. It's a good mocktail anyway. I feel, I know it's not, doesn't have, you know, replacement like vodka in it. However, still good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. And the color, the color on it is stunning. I know, again, you guys can't see it, but it is, it is. We're very matchy on ours too, though. I'm impressed. Yes. I know. And I was in such a conundrum today because I was like, what am I going to make? Because we're at California Grill, which is the home of my favorite Disney cocktail. Mm Mm-hmm. But I already made it, so I figured, you know, I got to change it up. So I actually went with the copper martini this time. It's got gin, Campari, Cointreau, orange juice, uh, all blended together. And I did step up my garnish game this week because Bethany called me out for the pineapple wedge last time. (laughs) Well, your drinks just didn't have garnish. Correct. But I I did dehydrate my own orange this week. In my Oh, yes. I really stepped it up. And it sounded like such a task, but like it really was easy. But it is a beautiful addition to this cocktail, I will say. It is. It is. That is the cocktail I drank on our monorail bar crawl. That's the first drink I ever drank when we were together. Look at that. I need to order it from the restaurant, though, because I haven't had it from California Grill. So I'll need to compare. Yeah, it's good. Maybe we'll stop there next week when we're there. Maybe we'll just pop in for a little something on the way to Magic Kingdom or something. (laughs) That sounds great. But we've made it to episode three of the Main Street Dish. And I'm realizing... If you follow us on Instagram, you know who you are. We are. But if you don't, we've never like formally introduced ourselves. So without sounding too, I don't know, pretentious, this is our little <laughs> intro of who we are. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first if we want, but I don't have to. There no, ever, everybody's ladies, shaking their ladies heads. First. Yeah. Yeah, no. Ladies first. Yeah, ladies first. I'm Bethany. I do post all things Disney food and drinks, which is what we can say for all three of us. We all post Disney food and drinks. Um, got my start on TikTok. I've been creating content on TikTok for a while, and then that went viral, and then, then I got to work with BuzzFeed, where BuzzFeed did a compilation video, and my Instagram went wild, and I'm on the internet telling people what to eat and drink in Disney, and that's pretty much all I do. I do a lot of what I eat in a day. So if you ever want to know what I eat in a day at Disney, that's always on the internet as well. It 
and they're like videos that we watch religiously too. I mean, we're like <laughs> friends, and we probably but I'm like, what is Bethany posting? But what I'm did we eat that day? I always like we have some good videos of all of us together. Um, and I will say, yeah. I consider myself a Violet Sake professional. That I feel like is my job title when it comes to anything Disney. Violet Sake professional, my favorite drink yes. in Epcot. It is your drink. It is. It's She's beautiful. Drink. Every time someone tags me in that in a photo of the Violet Sake, I am the happiest person ever. It brings me pure joy. It does. Last time I got a Violet Sake, the line was so long and I wanted to text you complaining. And I'm like, this is your fault <laughs> that the line is this long. <laughs> but you know, you can walk up right to Katsuor Grill and they also have it up there. Which is exactly what I did. See? I'll give <laughs> you the tip. Selective... I wanted to complain. Yeah. So for their select few people, I'll tell them to do that. <laughs> Not everybody. Everybody doesn't get that privilege. No, no. No. And then we got our millennials on Main Street over here. Yes. Yeah. So it, I'm Colin and this is Bella. And yes. Yep. That's it. <laughs> no, <kidding>. no. <laughs> um, We started our account almost a year from today. Yeah. Uh, February 22nd will be our year anniversary. Yes. Yes. And we just started for fun. Really no reason other than to post about Disney and all the food and drinks that we consume while we're in Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, currently, I'm pregnant, so I'm on a mocktail journey, which is um, new. <laughs> <laughs> new to me, uh, for Disney especially. Um, and also, I'm always on a savory snack journey. Literally every trip. So Agreed. Mm-hmm. Always. always, And I think that's what, what really brought Bella and Bethany together is like kindred spirits with their love for savory. Yes. Um, and, and cocktails, I, I, if we're being and honest. And cocktails. Correct. <laughs> really, that's what brought us all together. Cocktails <laughs> and figure skating, I think, really just <laughs> yes. brought it all together. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we've been together for... Oh, God. Oh, God, like 12... 13 12, years, 13 years like now. Yeah. Love um, when you can't remember how many years. No. That's a good amount Seriously. The last no. anniversary we had, we were like, happy... You know, teen and or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but we've been going to Disney together since like 2012. Mm-hmm. I would say that's when we took mm-hmm. our first ever vacation together. We went to Disney. Um, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. We When we go to Disney, we love to eat well. We love to drink well. Mm-hmm. And now we love to share all that information with the internet. So, yeah. and here we are. Yep. Sharing that information. <laughs> right about California Girl today, which I will oh. say... We, we love California Grill in general. Yes. California Correct. Grill is, in my opinion, one of the top tier restaurants at Disney. If people yes. say, oh, I have an anniversary or, oh, I have a birthday to celebrate. Where should I go? I usually always recommend California Grill because the atmosphere is unmatched because it is, at, it is at the top on the 15th floor of the Contemporary Resort. So it overlooks Magic Kingdom. It's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. It actually opened as top of the world restaurant and lounge until it switched over in May of 1995 and it became California Grill. But I did a little detective work today and I found like the original menu for both the lounge and the drinks. And can we take a second to talk about the drinks that they had? Let's please talk about this because I'm actually a little upset. (laughs) One, I don't understand why this didn't come back for the 50th because the 50th is celebrating all things that, you know, top of the world lounge was and... They had monorail-themed drinks. Where are they now? Where are they now? Monorail purple, monorail pink, monorail red, monorail yellow. You could order a monorail drink. Why is that not a thing still? Missed opportunity. Such a missed opportunity. That would maybe make their prefix better. (laughs) It comes comes with a monorail drink? Come on, that would be great. 
I know we, I feel like every episode we've said, Disney, if you're listening, but like, please, actually, if you're listening, please bring these back. <laughs> yeah, bring back monorail drinks. Well, you know what, though, is interesting because I do know this for a fact. They do not make any blended drinks at California Grill, and these are all blended drinks. Mm-hmm. So that's it can be a take on it. You yeah, know? that could be a martini and I'd be fine with it. Monorail martinis. Yeah. Oh, my Stop gosh. Maybe it. we make this a thing. Let's do it. A Let's make it a thing. Okay. <laughs> but it did become the California Grill we all know and love in May of 1995. But if you ever want to look back on some of the history at California Grill, it's interesting. It was like half restaurant, half dance floor. And then they used to have this thing called Broadway at Top where it was a dinner show every night. It ran twice a night. And they had people singing Broadway songs, which I think is super interesting compared to where it is now. Definitely. And that would be a really cool addition now, especially for the 50th. Yeah. Why didn't I get a singer there, too? I would have loved that. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it is what it is, I guess. It is. Currently, it is what it is. Yeah. Which gets us into California Grill at this point. If you've been to California Grill since before the 50th when it switched over... It is a completely different experience now. Back then, it was a traditional restaurant. You could choose from, you know, entrees and appetizers and desserts, and you weren't forced to order anything, and it's definitely different now. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's taken away from the experience for yeah. us, but we'll, we'll dive more into it for sure. But yes. it's it's also, I mean, we're talking $89 mm-hmm. per adult and $37 per child. It's not cheap. Not cheap. That ain't cheap. No. I mean, but you're getting, you're eating an appetizer, you're getting an entree, you're getting a dessert. Right. From a restaurant that's themed, it's really based, they say, based on all things California. Yes. And and this menu in particular is kind of a nod back to the 50th anniversary and the yes. meals that have been featured yes. at California Grill over its 50 years of being open. Yeah. So I think that is a really the idea of that, especially back when they announced all the 50th anniversary stuff. That was something that really piqued my interest and I was really looking forward to mm-hmm. was just saying, how cool would it be to like taste your way through the history of California Grill? And now that we've done it, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, less less than impressed with it. But like, let's let's dive into it. If Let's we're dive ready. in because again, at the same time, we are people that have been to California Grill multiple times before it ever switched over to this prefix menu. So I feel like we are coming at it to a disadvantage because we see the potential of what it could be. So that is probably why we'll be a little harsh with certain things, but there are great things on the menu. It is still a great experience. You get to go up and be on the 15th floor of the contemporary into this r- restaurant with all windows. It's stunning. It is it stunning. Is. You can see Magic Kingdom. You can see Epcot. Nothing takes away from that view or the openness of like Topolino's it has the open kitchen that is all still a thing there and it is lovely it is a very fine dining experience um and it is enjoyable but it is different it, it is, is and different. also the service is still amazing yeah I mean I've never ever had a bad experience there no never no the service is mm-hmm. and the quality is is still good mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's just, it's different now. That's the best way to describe it. It's just different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's dive, let's dive into the menu and the experience. So it's still the same, even though it's changed to prefix, but the checking in is still the same. You'll check in on your phone to let the restaurant know that you're there. You're going to go up to the host stand. And when it's time for you to go up, they're going to put you in that private elevator. They're going to take you all the way up to the 15th floor. It's going to open up and you're going to be in the beautiful California grill, which we still 
no and love, right? So the prefix menu is gonna include the lounge as well. So you're gonna be taken to your seat or if you're sitting in the lounge and you're gonna have this lovely souvenir California Grill 50th anniversary menu that's placed at your table, which you can take home with you. Um, even though you can't see it, Bethany is like <laughs> displaying her menu. <laughs> you can hear, <laughs> you hear it. it? <laughs> <laughs> I won't edit that sound out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that menu, you open it up. It is really, it's a nice little it's like. A, it's beautiful. It's high it quality. Is. It, is it is very high good quality. Good cardstock, you know, it good is. cardstock. Um, but it's going to take you through the menu. So you'll see your appetizers, your entrees, your desserts, and you choose one for the experience. Yeah, I love this. It has a like a brief history of what California Grill is and the reasoning behind this menu that they chose, which I think is really great because they haven't had a lot of head chefs at California Grill. I'm mm-hmm. assuming people stay there for long periods of time, but it really kind of dives into why what brought the chefs together in order to create this special menu. And there are things that are special to the 50th that are marked on the menu and say 50th menu item um, that... You know, they either brought back or it's something that is just so iconically California Grill. All right. So diving into the appetizers here, which are listed under the market inspirations. Um, Bethany, if you're having a meal here, you're sitting down. What are you going to pick? I would pick this whether or not this was a prefix menu. And I am so happy it carried over because if this wasn't on the menu, I would not have booked a reservation here. Like point blank <laughs> period. Riot. <laughs> that is how good this appetizer is. It is the Brave Beef beef short rib wontons and essentially they're wontons filled with this incredibly tender braised beef that are in this hot chili oil it comes with radish pickle lotus root but i will say the one thing that i was really impressed with during this prefix meal is when i ordered from our server he was very good at explaining why these things ended up on the menu and kind of gave me like fun facts about them and I had no idea that the sauce that tops this has Coca-Cola in it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that makes it seem like one tier down. You're like, oh, you're giving me Coca-Cola at this like bougie place. Absolutely no, not. This no, no, no. appetizer is phenomenal. There is not one thing I would change. It is definitely spicy. That chili oil yes. definitely p- packs a punch. But by far, probably my favorite appetizer anywhere I would go just for these. It, they are phenomenal. I think I, I I think I had you guys order them for the first time, right? On our yes. monorail bar crawl. We went up there for appetizers and I was like, you haven't had these? You have to have them. And I'm so happy they're on this prefix menu. And you changed our lives. They really do. They're a life-changing <laughs> they're appetizer. Good. They're they so are. good. And I'm also not, I would say for someone who's not a big fan of spicy food, it is probably on the max of spicy mm-hmm. that I can handle and be okay with, but I'm not saying that it's like, you know, blowing out your palate and you're not going to taste anything for the rest of the meal, but it does definitely have a kick to it. But that beef inside the short rib is so damn good. It is is so delicious. Yes. Um, So it is a must order. Yes. This is actually what I ordered when we went. It is. I will say Um, this one comes, usually when you would order the appetizer on the regular menu, it came with five. This one comes with three. So they definitely tone it down a little bit to kind of personalize the size of an appetizer, which I don't necessarily think I see with all prefix menus around Disney. But this one definitely hit smaller portions for mm -hmm. each of the appetizers and meals, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Um, Bella, you ordered this, but you also ordered, did you order the sushi trio? Oh, 
I did. Yeah. My mom and I shared it. Yeah. So it was. Yes. It was. Us it was. And my mom. I remember it yeah. was on the, the sushi tree. It was on the table. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. Well, it's because the braised beef short ribs were, you know, wontons were so, you know, popular. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the sushi. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, it was pretty good. I wanted to try the sushi because in past I have had um, a California roll from there. And I've had a couple of other types of sushi that they've offered. Um, and I, you know, I, I love sushi. Um, there was one that I could not eat just because it was raw. And I believe it was the spicy roll. Um, but the other two were very good. And, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily always get their sushi, but I liked it. It's definitely a good option. They're well known for their sushi in general, like pre prefix menu. They were yes. very, they're very well known for their sushi. Yeah. They had a nice little sushi section on the menu before the prefix. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. And this was, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a nice mix of, you know, there was three types of sushi. Um, there was the California roll, the shrimp tempura roll, and then the spicy kazan roll. And I really, really liked the uh, tempura shrimp roll personally, but that's because it's one of my faves. I also like that we're the same person because I would say that would be my favorite role too. And I'm also one that shares my things with my mother. So yeah, (laughs) it's good. You get to try everything. I like having a similar taste as my mom because that means I get to try even more. Exactly. And we were three people. Yeah, Bella and Kelly, my God, the two of them. Exactly. We were able to try a few different things. So So I had something different. Um, So I had the the duck a l'orange pizza. And... It wasn't better than the short rib wontons, but it was pretty darn close. It was delicious. And I was so impressed with it. I asked the server when we were there what he would recommend getting. And he said the pizza. And I was not disappointed. It is so delicious. I had tried it too. And that blue cheese on there is my favorite part of it. It had like just that little kick of blue cheese on that pizza completely made the pizza for me. You know what? And what's funny is that completely ruined the pizza for me. I wanted to love this. I tasted it and I was like, something is wrong with this pizza. And I was, as I was eating it, I was like, it is the cheese. It is 100% the cheese on this. And I love blue cheese. I love all kinds of cheese. I do not discriminate, but there was something. And again, it could be my, you know, pregnancy palate. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> my right. taste buds were off or something, but it was, it was, I took a couple bites and I'm like, because, I can't do this. <laughs> because here's, here's what's the crazy thing is I hate blue cheese. I was very close to asking for the pizza without blue cheese, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to have the whole experience. It's just, you know, crumbled on the top. It's not a lot, but I got it. So, but it, it also has duck prosciutto. Mm-hmm. So delicious. It has orange, black, mission fig jam, the blue cheese, and arugula. So, like, the combination of the sweet, the salty, the blue cheese, the little funky blue cheese, it was delicious. So, it's it's hilarious to me that she was like, no blue cheese. And I was like, yes, blue cheese? I was like, what is happening at this table? It was strange. I love it. Hey, it happens. And, you know, sometimes you do get things on, like, I mean, obviously, you two ate the same pizza, but something... Sometimes you even get bad nights where it just doesn't turn out the same. I will say I've never had a bad night with the wontons, though. So never. for the record, <laughs> that is definitely the clear winner in the uh, market inspiration it section. But Without can, a doubt. can we can we talk about really fast the one menu item here that we're all is we're mm. so sad that's not on here. Yes. Which is the goat cheese ravioli. <laughs> can we just take a take second a to mourn the loss? Yep. <laughs> How it's 
insane to me that they didn't keep that on the menu because that goat cheese ravioli, it is a giant ravioli stuffed with goat cheese. It has been on the menu, I believe, since California Girl opened. It was off briefly um, during COVID when they reopened for COVID. And I was actually staying at the Contemporary the day they put it back on the menu. And you better believe I booked myself a reservation. That was the first time it had been ever taken off the menu. And the fact that they didn't put it on this 50th menu is mind boggling to me. Crazy, because it is delicious it is like one of the quintessential i would say that in the the short rib wontons are like two of the most quintessential california grill appetizers if we go up for appetizers those are the two things that we're ordering yeah every time and not to like go on about something that's clearly not on the menu at this point but it was it's topped with like the lace flower velvety like looking beautiful thing where you like you know, cook down some flour and it looks like lace and it just sat on the top of that ravioli and it's phenomenal. So, so wrapping up the appetizers, the, sorry, the, the market inspirations. So yes, <laughs> wrapping Colin. up the market inspirations, um, even though, you know, things, things on there, things not on there, you really can't go wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really good, and honestly, out of the whole prefix meal, I can say, I'll, I'll boldly say that the, that the market inspirations were the star of this meal for us. So, uh, yep, they yes. were wonderful. Yes, so you, started, you will not go wrong. Started so high. So started so high. <laughs> it was so good. So speaking of starting so high, <laughs> um, let's go on to the chef's journey, which is the main plates. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going back to Bethany. What is your order? Okay, I, and well, Bella and I will talk about this too, because I ordered two things because I split with my mother. We were deciding between the oak-fired filet of beef, which is the quintessential like steak at California Grill. They always have a steak on the menu. It comes with a black truffle, brown butter, potatoes, golden raisin vinaigrette, cauliflower, roasted tomato butter. It was good. It was a great steak. I won't complain like it was bad. However, it is far from the best steak I've had at, in Disney or the best steak I've even had at California Grill. Mm. The sides... I- we're so lacking. The cauliflower was like just not it for me. I have to agree with you because this is what I ordered. Yeah, I ordered the fillet because I am going to order. I'm, if there's a steak, if there's a fillet on the menu, you best believe I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I was overall just like really disappointed in it. I asked for medium, and I probably should have gone for medium rare. So it was just the night of, but it was just overcooked. So that was like part of the reason why I just had the ba- the you know the the bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> quote unquote. To start, because it was just, I know I don't like an overcooked filet. Um, but yeah, it's all, there wasn't a redeeming quality on the plate. Mm-mm. And I think that's my, that's my issue. Like when I look at it, I see like, you know, I mean, aside from the brown butter potatoes, the potatoes were good. I will right. say. We're never going to rip on potatoes. Never. They're always ever. a 10 my, out of 10. My Irish, my Irish soul will never rip on a potato <laughs> ever. Um, but like yes, the cauliflower was just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. The raisin vinaigrette. It was just there. I just, I mean, it was there. I mean, the roasted tomato butter, I was also excited about, but there wasn't really a lot of it on the plate. Yeah. So I just think it was just kind of a plate of disappointment for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially, in my opinion, when you look at, there was another steak on the menu. However, it was a steak for two. So two of you had to do it and it was an extra $80. But it came with like their Gouda mac and cheese. And California mm-hmm. Grill, with their steaks, is known for delivering a mac and cheese. And it was Absolutely. just so disappointing to me that that wasn't on the normal choice. Because I'm sorry, an additional $80 and both of you have to commit to wanting ribeye, 35 ounces of ribeye nonetheless. 
That is a Huge. lot. Um, That's so, like Freddie Flintstone. Yeah, the big <laughs> tomahawk. Like, <laughs> I love that, that the options there, but I wish there had been better side dishes to that filet because there was just nothing to complement it beautifully, in my opinion. Correct. Um, Bella, what Bella, what did you get? Well, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to try something different. So sometimes I will get a plant-based option. Um, I've had their plant-based option at Citrico's and a few other restaurants, and I've always been pretty happy. Uh, This time, however, (laughs) (laughs) um, I got the handcrafted wild mushroom ravioli, um, which was not good. (laughs) No. I I don't know what. I love mushrooms. Love mushrooms. And I love raviolis. But... you two things you can never really go wrong with in my book. It sounds on like a paper, win-win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sounds like a win-win, and the fact that it was plant-based, you know, I thought, oh well, that's okay. It, you know, it's not like they were really trying to do anything crazy, you know, for it being plant-based. Yeah, I there was something on there that just did not sit well. I, I don't know what it was. I think it might have been the truffle mushroom cream. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. I understand it's plant-based, but on the menu, cream is in quotations. And I get why, (laughs) but it should be in quotations. Exactly. Exactly. Because I tried this too. And when we were were talking about this episode and she's like, I hated my dish. And I was like, what is it? Because in my mind, I thought she's going to say the ravioli because I had it and I took one bite of it. Even just the texture of the ravioli, in my opinion, was horrific. It was mushy. There was, there was not one redeeming factor about this dish. And I will say this about California Grill. It is what made me fall in love with plant-based options at Disney. They have had so many good plant-based pastas on yes. this menu that I find myself ordering them as my main course here and skipping the steak. And I am happy I also ordered the steak this time because there was just something very much off about this ravioli. The texture was off. It just felt like, oh, I mean, yes, it's mushrooms and I understand that, but I would describe it as woody, but not in a good way. Correct. I felt like that I was, was in it. the woods. Exactly. Gnawing, Eating the gnawing, forest. Yeah, yeah. Gnawing on some like tree bark. That is exactly what it tasted like. Yes. It tasted like dirt in yes. a way. Like, yes. like there was something about it that gritty. just was so off. Yes. Gritty. There's like, something about an earthy meal, but you literally oh. don't want to taste like you're licking the earth. <laughs> yeah. And I knew, I knew that it was a, I knew that it was bad because like, yeah, I don't know when you're with someone for so long, like you just get a, I don't even need to look at her. And I know like, I think something's wrong. And she just turned to me and she just literally put her fork down, put her fork up. And she was like, you need to, you need to try this. <laughs> I also love when you make people try things that are bad. And yeah. I'm like, I will not be alone in my suffering, okay? No. That's right. Uh, well, Mr. again. Mr. Toad's Dome Cake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't like the blue cheese on the pizza, I was like, well, maybe something is off with me today. No. I don't know. But it, no. It wasn't. No. That was it not wasn't. a pregnancy <laughs> palate issue. No, it was no. not. <laughs> it was not good. And it's sad because... It's nice. It's always nice to be able to recommend a great plant-based option to people mm-hmm. and people like, you know, that now that the three of us have been creating content, it's nice to, when someone comes, Hey, I'm plant-based. What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. It's really nice to say, actually the plant-based is really good. And even to recommend a plant-based to someone who's not plant-based is really great. And which is the case for a lot of places in Disney, mm-hmm. but this was not it. No, no. Zero out of 10. Zero Honestly, out of 10. I gave it an, I give it a negative four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've literally had, I think, two bites because I was like, well, Shit. let me let me give it another try. And it was not it. it you were like a good soldier. And, you know, I you don't tried like to, and I don't complain. I don't like to complain because this Neither. is what I ordered. So I didn't complain to the waiter. And I was just like, I'm just full. <laughs> I couldn't, you 
know, what what do you yep. say? This isn't, you know, yeah. this isn't the dish for me. Like, I just chose poorly in this case. Yeah. It's a, but I will say the redeeming dish here that Kelly, Kelly yes. Canusio, mm-hmm. coming through, her, coming through, she ordered the Monterey Bay Chipino. Yes. And I will say when it came out, it looked fantastic. It did. And I, California Grill is also well known for their seafood. Mm-hmm. They do seafood really well. And this was the dish that when it came to the when it came to the table, like I was like, I really wish I had ordered that. I mean, it's clams, mussels, scallops, butterfish, uh, crab sourdough, tomato broth. Like it was beautifully presented. And like the mussels were huge. I love mussels. They were huge. The scallops were beautifully seared. Like mm-hmm. it which the plate looked beautiful. And I was like, I felt my like fork wandering to Kelly's plate. And I was like, hey, can, oh, I, can, yeah. I, can I try that? Yeah. <laughs> and that crab sourdough, it was a piece of sourdough with this like crab spread on top. Oh. And it was very good. Very good. And it was definitely like when I looked around and I saw all the entrees, I was like, okay, I definitely chose poorly. <laughs> it's like I was like, well, maybe Colin chose okay. <laughs> and I chose the filet and I chose poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hers was definitely Kelly, the start. Kelly won the night. She, she won the night. I will say, you talk about seafood because my dad won the night as well. He got the Florida Coast Black Grouper at the recommendation of our server. And mm. that was absolutely phenomenal. It has uh, batsmati rice, cashew chutney, bok choy, baby shiitakes with a green curry coconut nage. Nage. Oof. It was phenomenal. It was so good. So seafood is probably the way to go if you're going to California Grill. So if you love seafood, this meal could be outstanding for you. It could. Or if you're a meat person and you're willing to dive into a 35-ounce <laughs> tomahawk ribeye steak for two. $250-ish for two people. Ish. Yeah. You know, I hope that I hope that Gouda Mac is worth it. I really do. It Honestly, <laughs> is. it is. It has yeah. to be without <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I mean, Gouda Mac and cheese—you can't really go wrong. No, you can't go wrong. Black garlic um, butter—that sounds phenomenal. It does. So someone's gonna have to like report back to us if you get it. Yes. Um, let us know how it is. But like, yeah, go seafood if you're going. If you can do seafood, if you love seafood, go seafood here. Mm-hmm. That is our recommendation. You can have a great meal here if you love seafood. Definitely. So now for the sweet creations which is the dessert section of this menu. Um, so we ended up getting the 50 um, the fifty years, the five magical bites. Mm-hmm. That is what we got. And I, the portion sizes, I mean, it was essentially what it was, was a plate, a big round plate that are five different bites of the classic desserts mm-hmm. from the history of California Grill. Mm-hmm. So we had a honey cake, we had... A lemon cake, we had a carrot cake, we had a strawberry cake, and we had a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. And I would say there were some hits, there were some misses. Yes, definitely. Um, I think the the thing that I liked about it was that you literally could like taste your way through the history mm-hmm. of desserts, which yes. I mean, I'm a sweet person. I do like sweets and I thought that was really cool. I could have just taken a whole plate of just the carrot cake, honestly, <laughs> because the carrot cake was so good. Yes, that was the um, best. I agree. But yeah, that was fantastic. The, the carrot cake was good. But mm-hmm. I mean, overall, it was cool mm-hmm. to I would taste ag- your way through it. I would agree. And our server had told us that they had gone to five, well, four previous and the current chef, and they all came up with their dessert, their flavor of cake. So it's all the former head chefs and the current head chef coming up with their flavors. And I will agree that the carrot cake was by far the best. The best. Mm-hmm. The honey cake was good too. I remember that being a second, but the carrot cake was like a home run. It was delicious. So whichever head chef... That was kudos. I think, I want to say that's the current head chef. 
I could be wrong, I, but I'm pretty sure that's what I want to shake their said. hand, honestly. <laughs> Agreed. What's his name? Daniel. Chef Daniel. Daniel. If that's Chef your, Daniel. I love it. Love it. Chef uh, Daniel, if you're listening, yeah, let's take a whole plated carrot cake. Thank you. <laughs> if you just want to switch all five of my bites to the carrot cake, that'll work perfectly. <laughs> we could, Next time we go, we'll be like, we know Daniel. We know Chef Daniel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take all five carrot cakes, please. <laughs> um, I will say I ordered the chef selection of California cheeses as my dessert, which we've talked about. I'm a savory person. Bella and I are both savory people. Well, mm-hmm. but that is a very European thing is to finish a meal with like a cheese plate. Yes. And it I absolutely loved it. I am not a sweets person. So this to me was the perfect dessert. Cheese. What more do you want out of it? I kind of wish we got that to be I honest, do, because-, because we had uh, gotten the uh, magical bites and then my mom got the lavender sugar donuts, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. Um, I believe. Did you get the chocolate tour? No, no I you got the souffle. I got, oh, the souffle. Yeah. Yes. yes. Which um, isn't on the menu right now. It is not. and But it's I on my to, printed menu. It's on your printed <laughs> menu. And I wonder if it was taken off because it wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> it was, I mean, souffle is also hard. I mean, you have to, you have to commit to the souffle mm-hmm. earlier because you have to alert the kitchen and let them know. Um, but it was not it um, because... And people who have done Disney Cruise Line, we're going to have a Disney Cruise Line second. Like, we're just going to have a hot take on a Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. At Paolo, they have chocolate souffle and they have an almond souffle. Oh, my gosh. On Paolo. And, my God, it will change your life. Mm-hmm. Both of the souffles will change your life. And it was nowhere near no. those souffles. So, like, any souffle is inferior to the Paolo souffle on Disney Cruise Line. So, what I said, hot take. <laughs> really? There you go. Yeah, and then, so we got those three desserts plus... Um, I was celebrating my birthday, so they brought yes. out an additional dessert, which was a like a funfetti slice of cake, which I actually thought was way better than the <laughs> cupcakes that they usually. That's true. You know, yeah, it's give true. you. Um, however, I was looking at this table, and we had four sweet things, so that cheese would have really helped <laughs> if we ordered it was that. Bella's nightmare. It was yeah, it was just Bella's so nightmare. much. Um, but anyway, the the lavender sugar donuts, I actually, out of the three things we got, I was surprised the most by them. Yeah, which are plant which are plant-based options. So yes. we're gonna have a positive a positive thing about a plant-based option here. Yes. I, I didn't think the donuts were necessarily a typical donut consistency. They were very cakey. Um, but it comes with a coconut frozen dessert, which is like an like ice cream. Coconut ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blueberry gin jam and then a pistachio crumble. So I really love the jam. That was oh, the that star. jam. Wow. I yes. was like, can I take this to go? Can I can I get a vat of it to take home? It was yes, that good. It was. My only complaint, I actually thought the consistency of the donut was good, but I just really didn't get any lavender. No. I wish there was more lavender there just to kind of make it stand out, but that gin jam. Yeah. Incredible. And I will say it was a huge portion. There were two huge, huge donuts. donuts. I was like, "Who in who can eat this?" <laughs> they were. It was like two pieces of cake essentially on it a was, plate. It was. Um, compared to the desserts that we have, you know, we got. Yeah. Um, but I, I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't maybe something that I would get again, but for being plant based, I think it is a it good was option. Good. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've made it through, now that we've made it through the menu, one thing that we have to point out, and it was. One of our favorite things about this menu was the wine pairing. Mm-hmm. California Grill is known for their incredible selection of wonderful wines. Wonderful wines. And they offer a wine pairing here for each course. You get a pretty good pour 
mm-hmm. of wine, three different wines for each course. So you get one for your appetizer, one for your main course, and one for your dessert. Um, so Bethany, you want to talk about it a little more? Yeah, I, I agree. California Grill. You walk into California Grill and it's a wall of wine bottles. They are so well known for their wine. For $39, though, they pair every single dish. So if you look on the menu, it's been expertly paired. Um, so every single dish has a different wine pairing. And you get three pours, which I would agree are pretty heavy, for $39. And just even talking to our server about the price, he's like, this is the best deal on the menu at the current time. Because you're getting expensive wines at a cheap price since you're buying the entire pairing. So yes, it's $40 almost. However, I would strongly suggest getting a wine pairing and it's going to vary depending on what you get. And again, I was splitting um, like food with my mother and he knew that and he was very good at what one do you want to pair it with? So when we got to like the main course, he was like, do you want the steak pairing or the mushroom ravioli pairing? So he kind of let me choose my own adventure in that sense. But it is, I suggested it because you guys went to California Girl after me and I said, Colin, you have to get the wine pairing. And I did. And I was not disappointed. Yet again, Bethany Vinton does not steer anyone wrong. <laughs> when it comes um, to alcohol. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Life decisions? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, it was really good. And he did the same thing because Kelly doesn't drink and Bella's clearly not drinking right now. Um, so we were sharing a lot of different stuff and and he was really great about, you know, talking about which ones I wanted. And I was actually able to change my dessert because I wanted the Verve Clogo Rosé because I love the Verve Clogo Rosé. So I was able, and that was paired with, I think, the Lavender Donut. So I was able to just like k- kind of say like, I know we're getting these three things, but I want this one. Um, and it was not a problem at all. So it was incredible, incredible pours of incredible wine. It's the hack here. Do it. If you're a wine fan, do it. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. I like even for this part, I was like, let's skip talking about cocktails, because if you're going for that dinner, get the wine pairing. Don't even order a cocktail. It's it's not worth it because they have expertly paired these wines with every single dish. That is what you should spend your money on. Yes. And which is shocking coming from us, right? Because <laughs> we're such <laughs> all drinking the cocktails. Cocktail, right I know, now? literally, we are, <laughs> but we're cocktail people. But I will say that California Grill, and there's a there's a couple restaurants that I go to, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, that it's it's wine for us when yeah. we go. And California Grill is one of those places that I will happily order a great glass of wine mm-hmm. at California Grill and to- Topolino, we said too, Citricos too. Like it's a great place to order some really good wine. Yeah, I agree. But we can talk about cocktails because we haven't gone into this yet. We've finished our meal. We've finished with drinks. But there is another way to get to California Grill. And we briefly talked about it in the monorail bar crawl episode where we talked about going up there and sitting at the bar. But this is the ultimate hack if you do not want to pay for a prefixed meal is sitting at the bar up there. You can order drinks. You can order good cocktails. We'll talk about some of our favorites. But if you don't want to pay $89 per person, there is limited bar seating up there that you can go in and sit down and enjoy and order from a limited food menu as well. Yes. And like we said in the previous episodes, our hack is to go early. If that's something that you're interested in, Rope drop it. <laughs> rope mm-hmm. drop the bar at California Grill. It is a lifestyle that we highly recommend. Um, but this is what we used to love about California Grill was the fact that we could go up before the prefix menu, go up, have some appetizers, the goat cheese ravioli, RIP. We could go <laughs> have the goat cheese ravioli, have a great glass of wine, have a couple great pizzas, get a quick dessert, and then go on with our day. But the bar seating is your hack here for getting a taste of what California Grill used to be like. 
Yeah. And I will say after we release that episode, uh, my one friend, Annika, who is Annika's paintbrush on Instagram, I'll give her a shout out because she really came through with this. She, the day after we did that, she rope dropped California Grill. And she did say they watched the sunset up there. And later in the afternoon, there was open seating. I think people just don't know about it at this point because they think that California Grill is all prefixed. So she sent over the menu. We'll post it over on our Instagram as well. Um, But one thing that's on the small plates menu that you can get without having to pay prefix is the braised beef short rib wontons. Wontons, yes. So if so you are good. craving them and you don't want to pay $89, you can go sit at the bar. They have a selection of other things, like the duck pizza is also on that menu. They have mm-hmm. a few uh, sushi rolls, but if you don't want to pay $89. That is definitely a hack to go and sit at the bar. Again, walk up to the host stand, ask them if they're seating. They will take you up there if there's any. And honestly, I'd keep checking back because it's worth it. It, it is. is totally worth it. And talk about the timing. You kind of you kind of went into this a little bit, but the timing of a reservation too is great. If you can get the sunset up there, mm-hmm. we're like some of our favorite like family photos have been taken on the observation deck during sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a few of them are hanging in my in my mother's house. Lots <laughs> of like our family photos on the observation deck during sunset. It is a beautiful time it to is. go up there. It's stunning up there. Beautiful. Because you can see both Magic Kingdom and Epcot, depending on what observation deck you're at. They have two observation decks, like a north one and a south one. And you can see both. And that kind of leads into how beneficial it is to have that view is because the fireworks. This is the spot. If you do not want to go to Magic Kingdom to watch fireworks, this, in my opinion, is the spot to watch fireworks from. It's an incredible view and not just the view too. So they, when it's time for the fireworks, they let you know, even the servers are really good about saying the fireworks going to be starting. Would you like, would you like a cocktail? Would you like something to have? But they're incredible about it. And it's like, yes, give me the old fashioned. And that's what I did. I I was like, the fireworks are starting. I was like, bring me an old fashioned so I can drink it during the fireworks. And and that's what I did. And it was incredible, but they dim the lights. Mm -hmm. They pipe in the music. You can walk out to the observation deck where they pipe in the music. You can just sit if you're lucky enough to get a seat with a great view, which most seats in there do have a great view, um, but you can experience the fireworks in a beautiful setting. Yeah. With a drink in your hand. (laughs) Yes, and without a doubt. And fireworks are included no matter what time you dine. So if you have an early reservation when they first open, you can come back and there is a separate line at the host stand downstairs to get access to the fireworks. And that goes for if you dine later in the evening and you're before you're dining after the fireworks, you can still go up early and watch the fireworks. Huge hack right there. Yeah. And it's such a phenomenal spot to watch them. Obviously you're not getting like the close in on the projections. However, I will say the, the one thing I found amazing with this is how different, um, the projections on Main Street are because Enchantment now has projections on Main Street and you actually get like an overall view of how that looks from up there. You kind of see the projections sweep down Main Street Uh from an eagle eye view. It's actually a really cool way to see it because it's kind of lost on you depending on where you are in the park because everyone watches from the hub and then you no one's really turning their head behind them to look at the projections on Main Street. But when you're watching from that high, it's really cool to get a bird's eye view of it. Yeah, you also realize how far the fireworks are from the castle when you yes. watch it from that angle. <laughs> yes. They are. They look so close behind the castle when you're in the park, and then that is your angle to tell you they are not. They are not. Some Disney magic. The power <laughs> of perspective, right? <laughs> but overall, though, I will say, is the 50th 
anniversary prefix menu disappointing for people that have been to California Grill before? I would say yes. 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 But it's it's still a great place to go and have dinner. I hope we didn't discourage anyone from going there. Um, I would say if you've been there a lot and you're expecting the California Grill you used to know and love, you might want to wait till the 50th sober. But if you've never been, it's still a great time to go and enjoy a meal there. Absolutely. Definitely. And I'm glad we tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually really looking forward to it. And while it did disappoint in some in some ways... Um, I, I am glad we tried it, and, and unfortunately, we won't be back until they bring back the regular menu, but I was happy we did it. Yeah, and there are some really standout things, I think, kind of doing a quick overview. The appetizers, you, you can't go wrong with one of these appetizers. They're fantastic. Go for the seafood. If you're a seafood fan, go for the seafood. You're not going to be disappointed, and you got some great sweet options. You got some great savory options for dessert. Get the wine pairing. We cannot stress that enough. Get the Mm -hmm. wine pairing. And if you're not going to get the wine pairing, there are some great cocktails here. So my favorite cocktail is the Sonoma Maple Maple Bourbon Old Fashioned. It is vanilla maple syrup with incredible bourbon, orange bitters. It is a wonderful, wonderful cocktail. I'm also drinking the Copper Martini right now, which is great orangey martini with dehydrated orange. It is fantastic. Bethany and Bella's favorite cocktail is the Blackberry Sour. So refreshing. Yeah. My thing is if you've ever had the Blackberry Moonshine Sour that's in Epcot and you really like it, you will absolutely adore this cocktail. I think it's a better take on like just overall balance. I think this one is better balanced than the one in Epcot. Agreed. It's more refined Mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. Because it's it's sour and sweet and black. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a great drink, but you're not you're not going to have a bad time here mm-hmm. with a combination of the atmosphere and, you know, the, the food, the quality of the food is still good. So, we're not discouraging anyone from going. No. We're just we're we missed the way it was before the prefix. Yeah, it's expensive for what it is right now, for sure. And California Girl has always been expensive in general, but it's definitely on a new price level. It's such a great experience. I even love the addition of like the take home menu. That's such a small detail. But I think for something as special as the 50th, that's a great addition by Disney. Um, but it, it is a great meal. All right. So a few episodes ago, we did a hot takes and uh, we're going to do them again. Uh, if you'd like to submit your hot take, you can do that on our Patreon and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so tonight, Bethany picked a hot take. We do not know what it is. Nope. So- <laughs> Fly blind here. <laughs> We're going to hear it, and uh, we'll see if we agree. We'll have hot takes on hot takes. I will <laughs> yes. say the first one that came in that I felt like I should have done as her hot take was Peter Pan is absolute garbage. And I was like, they would agree with that, though. Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. 100%. <laughs> but the hot take was park hopping is not until two. What is honestly the deal with that anymore? And I feel oh. that's a good hot take. It is a good hot take, and it's so, so true. Like, what is the deal? Why why can't why do we have to wait till two? I I just want to. I I feel like it's staffing. I mm-hmm. feel like that's still the holdback is that they don't have the staff to accommodate the hopping. But like maybe, that, and that's probably like a really crude way of like a, a summarization of it. But like that's the only reason that I can think that why we can't do it because I the <laughs> not to dive into like our VIP tour, but that was the thing that I loved about our VIP tour is that we could, we, there were, there, there were no rules. We could <laughs> yeah. just hop to whatever park we wanted to hop to. And something about our Disney trips that we love is we love flexibility and we love being like, okay, we're done here. Let's hop over here and let's go do this. And I feel like that is 
such a downer right now is that we can't be flexible until after two o'clock. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I think for me, the biggest downfall too is usually because I live in Portland, Oregon. There's one flight a day from Orlando to Portland. It's at five in the afternoon. I love Indian and Epcot. That is my usual park that I like to end in. However, I can't get to the park till 10, 30, 11. And when I, my flight's at five, I have to leave yeah. before then. So I wish I could start the morning somewhere like Magic Kingdom, have a morning in Magic Kingdom, and then at 10, 30 or 11, hop over to Epcot. And it just kills me that you can't do that. I'm just, why? Why? And especially now too, that they're adding the ex- the extended evening hours. So mm-hmm. like they're they're kind of, adding these things back, but that big chunk is still missing. Yeah. The ability to park hop. And I mean, people, we have annual passes, right? So that's different, but people who are paying for park hopper options and you can't use that option until after two o'clock. I feel like that's, that is not great. Yeah. It's a little strange. I'm not, I'm not really sure why they did. I mean, originally I, I assume it was due to capacity, Capacity, Mm -hmm. but now that there is no capacity restrictions, I'm not quite sure. And if anything, it's almost worse. At 2 o'clock, these parks get swamped. They yeah. do. Because everyone is park hopping at the same time instead of having a flow of, you know, people throughout the day. Except for when you're in a park at, like, between, like, 115 and, like, 145. Animal yeah, you're talking just, about Animal Kingdom? Yeah. And it just it just dies for, like, <laughs> nobody, 30 minutes. Nobody parks hopped, park hops to, magic, or to Animal Kingdom. Like, let's be honest. You start no. the day there. It opens early. If you want your prime time in Animal Kingdom, go at 2 when park hopping starts. Absolutely. It's like when you're driving against traffic, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. that's, that's you going to Animal Kingdom. I feel like that's a good meme, actually. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me walking in there, yeah, against everyone, yeah. Uh But, yeah, I would agree. I I wish park hopping, I wish it were back at a reason, like, at any time. Yes. I agree. But, you know, it kind of also probably has to do with park reservations. There's just a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that is, There there is, and I'm sure sure staffing is part of it. Yeah. And I I don't know if all the capacity is back to normal. Is, Is there still, is there still some bit of restricted capacity i feel like there can't be at this point no i mean with how the 50th celebration was i doubt it yeah and seeing seeing pictures of crowds now yeah that'd be shocking yeah i know 50th there was uh it was limited capacity by a lot too so when that maxed out and people were like oh it finally maxed out it really didn't though because they weren't at full capacity but Mm. you know but i think that's a good hot take but if you if you do have hot takes please feel free to submit them anywhere you find us on the internet uh, we're willing to discuss your hot takes and either agree with you or adamantly disagree with you because I know that's going to happen for some of them. Oh, Definitely. totally. <laughs> and, and it doesn't have to be food and drink. It no. can be anything, anything, hot take on anything Disney. Yeah. Because we have, we have opinions. <laughs> we do. And we're not afraid to share them, which is why we're never going to be on the media list. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why we started this, Bethany. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine with it. As long as I can have my own opinion on the internet, I'm fine with it. <laughs> The the day that we, you know, make it on the media list will be a hilarious day. (laughs) It will be. It will be. But yes, please submit your hot takes. We'd love to see what they are. We'll have you guys like vote on hot takes too and see if you agree or disagree um, when we like put them up so we can find out if everyone agrees with hot takes because I feel like people are very passionate about their hot takes. So I'm always curious to see what they are. Definitely. Especially when they don't agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Every time someone tells me that Disney food is trash, I'm like, well, if you order trash food, it's going to be trash. Yes, there there is trash food at Disney. Yeah. 
We've had it, and we're telling you not to get it. (laughs) Agree. (laughs) (laughs) We're just here to give you the best advice on Disney food and drink. That's all we're here to do. That's what a review on Apple Podcasts said. (laughs) 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 But we we really appreciate you guys uh, submitting those, and we can't wait to hear more of your hot takes on all things Disney. So that's it for this week's episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our Patreon for access to bonus content, including lives and polls. For now, this is Colin signing off for Bella and Bethany. We'll see you next time.